Hey, Brightsiders. I know it's late, but if you have kids, like my guest on this episode, you know how it is. That's not my excuse, though. I don't really have one. It just takes some time to get around to doing this. But you know what doesn't take time? Going to fredsbs.com and using promo code BRIGHTSIDE for 20% off your first order. That's all right, kids. Get those in time for Valentine's Day. Or maybe you're just a little late. Not a problem. Who doesn't want to get some Fred's BS? And that's BS for breads and spreads. Mmm, good. Such a sweet, sweet thing to they got a hold of me. Open doors for little old ladies. I help the blind to see. I got no friends cause they read my Twitter. And they can't be seen with me. And I'm getting real shot down and I'm feeling mean. No more Mrs. Brightside. No more Mrs. Glee. No more Mrs. Brightside. They say I'm sick. I'm a sick. You're listening to Mrs. Brightside, where the glass is always half full. It's your CBT on CBD. I said that right for once, probably because <laughs> I'm not that high. Uh -huh. But we're here to talk about a subject that I enjoy because I like kids, but a lot of my friends do not. But some of my friends have kids, like my special guest today. Introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, my name is Natasha Estrada, mm -hmm. and I do have a kid. It doesn't mean I like them, though, so you're not mutually <laughs> yeah. exclusive. But uh, yeah, I, I had a kid, popped him out about eight years ago. He just turned eight last weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah, my life has been living hell ever since. Well, is his birthday the 25th of January? No, it's the 18th. Oh, so okay. Is that two weeks ago? Yeah. I yeah, think see, so. I don't, even, I don't, I don't know. know where I am that, right Yeah, now. that was like last week, last Monday maybe, but I just know because I have a half-brother that I don't mention a lot because we don't really talk anymore, but his birthday is the 25th. So oh. I was like, oh, you know, that could have explained it, but I'm like, no, he's got a better day. The 18th, yeah. yeah. It's Capricorn. They yeah. like rolled into the hospital, sliced me open, and out he came. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. You know, kind of like an alien. A lot like an alien. It's a lot like an alien. It's like, you know, figure, figuring out, you kind of, it's, it is, it's so bizarre. You have this relationship with a being. I mean, it's kind of like having a dog too. You know, they can't really talk to you. You don't understand each other. It's just kind of developing your own um, language. But it is yeah. weird because this being has been inside of your body for nine months, you know? 
listening to everything you're saying and and stuff and so it's it, it's such a bizarre thing to yeah be a that's parent. probably why my one of my first phrases as a kid was give me that damn cake oh because <laughs> i were gonna say something else that was a no. lot more pg than i i thought was gonna be mm, yeah and feel free this podcast is marked explicit because i tend to say okay. fuck <laughs> shit you know cunt is my favorite word so um yeah feel free to Say, but yeah, I, I my mom's like, yeah, that was like your first phrase, like yeah. give me that damn cake. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah, my yeah. son is really big on the swear words right yeah. now. Um, he his way around it is he loves to be like, did that person just say shit right now? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, but you did. He's like, oh, I'm just saying. I wasn't yeah. saying it. I just thought they said it. Or now he'll like get around. He's like learning how to spell, or he knows how to spell. Mm-hmm. So he'll be like, oh, s h i t. Like that's not. You still can't do that. <laughs> it still counts. Um, but it is kind of sweet, you know? It's like yeah. I remember my first swear word, and, you know, he loves to... Like, the other day, we were in Trader Joe's, and he's like, I need to I need to go use the bathroom. He goes in the bathroom, and all of a sudden, I hear, fuck, shit, piss, shit, cock, God damn it, shit, crap, asshole. And then he comes out, and, and he comes out, and I was like, uh, is everything okay? Did something happen? He's like, no, why? What's going on? Like, because somebody sounded really upset in there. I heard a, just an explosion of curse words, and he's like, oh, it's so weird. I don't, I don't know. So he's so, learned lying, huh? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah. too! Cursing, lying! He'll be next in office, probably. He's headed for yeah. like a career straight, yeah, in politics. Yeah, you know what? Oh, you boy can dream. Yeah. yeah. Now anyone can be president. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. No, he's got a real sensitive side to him, too. You know, there's, like, a lot of compassion. Not when it comes to me, but just, like, to the world around him and his friends. And he he is a sensitive um, kid, you See, know. Let's just, uh, my little brother was kind of like that, where he was, like, when he was younger, he was kind of awful to me and my mom. I love, I mean, he's kind of my favorite person, and I love him very much, but, like, he forgets how horrible he was, but even though he was a really sweet and sensitive kid, and so at the main times, he really would show that to us. Yeah. But now, like, he's so, like, you know, he sent my mom something on Venmo, like, just for being my mom, so, like, they do grow out of it. Yeah, But So there's hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. if he doesn't become like you know an addict or a murderer, I my brother was an addict. He's well, not anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I watched mm-hmm. every time I see something where it's like, yeah. oh, this you know person went on a murdering spree, which just happened. Yeah. I always think about like what it's like to be that person's mother, you yeah. know. And occasionally they'll interview these people, these moms, and they're like, oh, I had no idea. Little Johnny seemed like. But I'm like, I think you know, because even my kid's only eight. And even when I see those things, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what if my kid turns out to be... It's just always a possibility. A psychopath. Yeah. A murderer. Well, I mean, did you listen to the Bundy tapes? Oh, my gosh. I haven't yet. Yeah. I haven't yet, but... Well, I will say, like... And I, as I'll say, most of these people fall into a Dahmer or Bundy category. Like, because I'm really into that. Because, like, you know... I guess I have a few psychopath traits, so it's always interests me in my degrees in psychology, <laughs> which is why I do this. And, it, you know, it's one of those things that with Jeffrey Dahmer, his parents, you know, are very vocal and they wrote books about this. Because with Jeffrey Dahmer's case, it was more like he had a brain defect that made him interested in having sex with dead bodies, necrophilia. Mm-hmm. And so it's not his parents' 
you know, nothing is ever really your parents' fault as an adult, but there are things that lead you to have behaviors like Ted Bundy. Totally. As opposed to Dahmer, whose parents were very normal, good parents, and there was just, say, something wrong with him. And that's why even Dahmer, he just, had he been a mortician, he probably would have never killed anybody. Mm. So, it's like, would you rather have it not be your fault, like the Dahmer parents, where they're like, yeah, <laughs> we kind of feel bad because we saw some signs that he was into dead animals, but... You know, or the Ted Bundy, where it's like, yeah, this dude hates women. That's all your fault, Mom. Oh, no, I'm sure <laughs> anything will be a result no. of me. It'll all yeah. be a result of failed parenting. <laughs> like, yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's just, like, now that I think about it, eight years yeah. in, you know, it's just like, it's such an insane thing. I don't know why anybody does it, to be honest. <laughs> I really don't. And I feel like there is sort of, I mean, to be completely yeah real it's like there is this whole flip side of the conversation that nobody ever discusses is the realities of being a parent you know and it and i think it's because it forces you to really look so deeply at yourself you know because they're just little reflections of you exactly (laughs) and my kid goes to one of those super progressive schools where it's all about like um like the whole brain child. So essentially they're they're not just interested in teaching them academics or, you know, it's an art school so they learn, they're learning dance and music and art, but also this idea that you are developing a person, you know, from these very influential years in their life and how everything we're teaching them their, you know, social skills and how to resolve conflict and all of these very important skill sets that like were not a priority when I was a kid. Um, and so a lot of times you'll, I'll be speaking to like the principal or the teachers and it's this message of like, you need to model. That's how children learn the most is by modeled behavior. So I'm a very, um, impatient person and this has forced me to like, you know, start drinking a lot more. No. Doing edibles. Oh, no, I'm kidding. It's yeah. Oh, there's of. some of those here. If you're I, I love that yeah. you have this. these little candy yeah. jars. You guys can't see them, but they're yeah. these, like, amazing. And they're also labeled so that you know. Oh, this one says misc, so it's like a, yeah, you know, a grab bag. Yeah, well, chances. you can read the labels, like, <laughs> yeah. on them packages. They were just different types, although these are all 45 milligram ones. I used to work for a chocolate edible company. Um, I won't say the name because it didn't end that well. But, okay. Um, it's not and, as, as a result of it, I have a, I've had a lot of free edibles, so yeah, yeah. feel free to uh, um, enjoy yourself. Um, but yeah, and that that's sort of the thing. And we have a lot of different school systems nowadays. And luckily, your is it a private institution? It's a charter, which oh, is good. like yeah. no, but we're oh, like really? under fire right now because you know charters are kind of like the a holes of the school system. They're like- I, I feel differently about that because I went to both types of schools, and I can just say like, well, I'm not on the teacher side because most of my right. teachers in public school, not all, but for the most part. They were teachers because they were too lazy to do anything else. It wasn't like, you know, and that's why I really wish people, I'm like, there are good teachers, but like, can we stop pretending they're all heroes? Because I was bullied far more by teachers than anybody. And that's why I say no charter schools, because charter schools force them to do better. And that's why they don't like it, is because it kind of forces competition. And Well, I think the idea is that they're sort of siphoning money from the public school system yeah. and they're sort of taking the best kids <laughs> yeah. in a way you know 
Uh, but also, as a parent, I can say, like, yeah. every when your oh, kid yeah. is at a charter school, every day they're hounding you for money. Like, every day. So it is, like... And I do think that these teachers, I mean, it's crazy to me that we don't invest in our yeah. educational system. And that's what I'm talking about, yeah. though. It's, like, back to the same point of... Are you ever really ready? You know, there's like this whole shift in consciousness. And are you ever really ready to raise a person and to like produce good people? I don't think, I don't think it was a smart choice for me. Well, the thing is though, is at least you're like aware. You're like, (laughs) and and that's what I'll say. It's like, you're trying. You know how many parents, like I'm a big fan of Adam Carolla's like, and you know, he talks about how just how lazy his parents were and they didn't do anything. And like, you know, luckily he became him, but they could care less, even though he was successful. But like, you know, so at least you care to want to do a good job. And, you know, you had your kid. I mean, and I'm definitely pro-choice because Same. the worst thing to 100%. do is have a kid that you don't want and treat them like you don't want them because then they turn out to be Bundys. I mean... That's true. I mean, yeah. this is a big topic. Yeah. I mean, it's been coming up yeah. on my Facebook feed every... It's so yeah. prevalent right now is this talk about, um, well, because of the whole yeah. incident that happened recently, but... Yeah, the idea of being pro-choice, and for me, in my opinion, it's like... Yeah. The, Yes, to what you said, but also, you know, we're not, I think if you're going to be pro-life, and this argument has been made a thousand times, but it's, it always stops at birth. Like, no one is screaming at Monsanto or Big Pharma or the NRA or investing in our, you know, they're not shouting. These same people aren't, like, screaming for the rights of the LGBT. DQ community or immigrants' rights or, you know, when they're fighting that life is so important. But the reality is, if they were doing all of those things, I think if to be pro-life, you also have to be vigilant in the pursuit of improving the quality of life. And, and two, I, like, I will say the most vocal people in that group are not doing a good example, of, especially because people that blow up abortion clinics. But I had the, you know... I've been around some people that are pro-life and actually do go out. I mean, they they work at, like, homes for women. So I'm very much more of a middle-of-the-ground people because I, you know, had the, you know, I guess privilege, quote-unquote, of seeing both extremes Mm -hmm. and how bad they were and then finding nice people in the middle because I know a lot of people that are pro-life, but what they do is, like, they foster kids, they they donate money to these homes to help these women, you yeah. know, to give up their kids for adoption and things like that. And I'm like, that's actually someone doing the right thing and believing these things sure. and, and taking care of them. And I said, but that's why I'm like, I may not agree with them on everything, but I'm like, they're actually putting their money where their mouth is, and yeah. that's fine. I mean, that's yeah. great, but yeah. I think that the majority is yeah. not, you know, and, and also, oh, no. I personally have a lot more respect for a woman who weighs all of the factors and and makes a decision to like you know it's difficult but also like let's be realistic as a single mom speaking from experience the only person whose life is affected is the mom and at the at the end of the day the bottom line it always comes back to the woman because you're the one whose body is affected you're the one who you know, even after the baby is born, it's like, it it just always comes back to you. And I know that's like a big hot topic yeah. and men are going to say that it's their choice. But I can tell you, and like, there's this, this 
I don't know. Foul. I have known a few single dads who wound up. I mean, they basically wound up with the kid because one was like, "I don't want to deal with this." And after, oftentimes, it was like you know because the child had um, you know issues, uh, you know developmental ones. And so, like as I say, I try on this podcast to like see both. You know, obviously play double advocate, yeah. and I'm like, there are a handful. Full, you know, as I say, yes, like majority wise, because the women are dealing with the bodies. I'm like, but I don't, I don't like to say men are evil or men are wrong on here. I'm not <laughs> that men are yeah, evil or yeah. men are wrong or yeah. men are bad yeah. inherently evil yeah. at all. I'm just saying that, you know, as a woman who is having the baby, it's your body who's mm-hmm. affected. It's your, you know, consciousness, your mind that's affected. And after the fact of when you have a baby, you know, and you have to go into the court system. Yeah. It's oh, also, I know. <laughs> and it doesn't favor the mom, you know, especially like in a place like California where they are very pro um now dad which you know is great i think equality is important and it's great to have both parents in a perfect world yes both of your parents are involved and you know yeah yeah and and that's the thing it's like as we say in a perfect world yes that is the idea having two parents but sometimes it's not the case as i said my childhood my father was severely mentally ill like we saw him but it was just like yeah, y'all got to take care of each other. Sorry, the courts say you get to... I mean, but then that's what I say. Like you say, the courts don't always favor the woman, even if the dad's a fucking psycho. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess a, yeah. a more fair argument would be that yeah. there is... I don't think that it's ever um, completely balanced. Yeah. Yes, of course there are instances in which it is, but I don't think that it's ever fully balanced. And before you have a kid it's something so huge to consider because there is always going to be one parent who is going to have to take on more, you know, um, regardless of what the, that's, that's just reality. That's just reality. There is always going to be one parent who is, who is, has to be there, who is going to have to deal with the doctor's appointments and the, you know, worst case scenarios and always kind of, um, Unless you're rich enough to get a nanny to do all that crap, right. which I've known plenty of people that do that. Well, I'm not. Yeah, it's like, no. So. Nope. It's like, no, I have my mom and our grandma help pick us up from school and stuff. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think a really cool yeah. thing about, like, now is that it's so much more, uh, people. there's a bigger discussion about, um, you know, conscious parenting and even in, in dating and all of these things. It's like I'm... I like to date people that have had kids. I think that they, t- I generally feel like they tend to understand more, you know, the, uh, the complexities and the lack of availability <laughs> and things that come with parenthood. But, um, I think it's an amazing and incredible thing when two people can, can put forth like what's in the best interest of the child and still keep that, you know. I don't know, whatever the inner relationship yeah. means, separate. And that's that's a very difficult thing as a parent to become, you become a lot more selfless. Like, you know, in my situation, I'm not on great terms with my son's father. However, it is paramount that nobody ever speak bad about his father, including myself or mm-hmm. those around him, because that's not my, that's not my, like, responsibility you know what I mean and and to sort of put that on my kid feels unfair like that's an extra weight for him to carry for me to be bad mouthing his dad and I also feel like whatever happened between us is 
you know. Between you guys. It's not right, on him. Right. And so. And it, the, yeah. yeah. That's so good that you are conscious of that. And my mom tried for the longest time. Uh, but when you're dealing with someone who isn't, you know, mentally sound, sometimes, as a, you know, in order to be a good parent, you have to be like, no, do not do these things your dad says. Do you? And that's why it's good that you try to keep that out of it. Because, you know, especially, you know, a woman raising a son, he sees himself in his father as, you know, child development psychology is. So mm -hmm. for you to say things would in turn, he would internalize it on himself. So it's like, wow, you know, good job. Like, cause yeah, that, that, you mean, know, because that is hard sometimes, especially when the dad's an asshole. I don't know about your experience, but it's like, I, I have seen, cause not just my mom, other people, they're like, it kills me every day not to say anything. It is. I mean, yeah. it is, especially when there's like ongoing, yeah. you know, if, and again, if one person isn't holding up their sort of end of the mm -hmm. parenting stick. And you're out there yeah. kind of, and, and when they kind of put you in bad positions in, yeah. for your kid, you know, where you're constantly having to cover for that person, believe me, it is tough yeah. when you want to be like, well, the reason you don't have Christmas presents, you know, yeah. <laughs> or whatever, but. Just because we don't have child support. But you, know? you can't say yeah. those things. It's kind of just about, um, again, that modeling behavior yep. comes into play. You got to put forward that. And also, it's not good for my own, you know, mental health and well-being to be sort of like over here bitter and, <laughs> yeah, holding a grudge and grinding the axe. Like, it's just not, it, it doesn't behoove anybody and serve the greater no. good of the situation. And ultimately, that's a big important thing, too, is like, I think you have to put yourself first. I mean, yes, you always put your kids first and make sure that their priorities are met. But you do. It's so important. And I think that's something my mom didn't do. And that's something I learned was to make myself a priority as well to take the time, because if I don't take care of myself, I'm no good to anybody else. You know what I mean? And you really have to invest even more so when your time is yeah. so rare and, and those like just to check in on your mental health, on your well-being, on your overall, you, you, you need a break. You need your time. And now a word from our sponsors. Tired of nagging yourself to get a website for your artistic career already? Radportfolios.com creates affordable custom websites for artists. Use code BRIGHTSIDE. That's one word for half off your website startup. Radportfolios.com so you can get back to getting booked. Yeah, you need to have your thing. And my mom saying was scuba diving and, That's you know, amazing. and then stuff like, so what do you do? Like, as you're, yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like, because I was like, everybody has to have their thing. And that was her hobby. Like, and, you know, it was nice. Sometimes her boyfriend then took me and my brother to go snorkeling and he was glad because his son was too big of a pussy. And me and my brother are just like, Woo, we'll do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I really love what I do. So yeah. I feel like any opportunity when I'm working is like, it feels really satisfying to me as a, so do whether it's doing burlesque, performing burlesque mm -hmm. or doing stand up or doing music. Those three things are a really good outlet for me, you know, and sometimes it's just nice to, I don't know, go get a massage or yeah, yeah exactly. simple things or just oh. like go sit somewhere quiet. <laughs> not really. have to think yeah i remember my mom would be like i'm in here for a timeout like yeah she would just say this is my timeout yeah like <laughs> yeah and it's it's really difficult i think a, a big part of parenting too is finding the balance between everything because 
right now, I mean, I've been single for eight years. You can do the math. My kid just turned eight. Um, But, and a lot of my times, I think, and I'm I'm on every dating app. Like, I do it all the time. But the uh, ratio of actually going out and meeting somebody is so few and far between. Because, like, you know, when I have the opportunity to have a night alone by myself, that's all I want to do is yeah, have a night alone by myself. To, I don't, don't want to do it. Yeah. Else. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, I don't know. I I might be single forever, but that's okay for the most part. Yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. That was my thing. It's like that guy was really my mom's only long-term boyfriend when we were younger. And then she eventually left him because he was an alcoholic, but we liked him. All right. We were like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's probably why we're alcoholics, but, you know. <laughs> Model behavior, yeah, you see? Like, yeah, yeah, well, I, I see your point, Mom, but, you know, maybe. And yeah. Chris, he was a descendant of William B. Travis. Come on, that was cool. Like, you know, <laughs> my mom didn't date at yeah. all when I was growing up. Yeah, like, I was not saying, until he was the I was only a teenager. One. Yeah. And I never really met, I mean, I met a few of her guy friends. Yeah. But never in the premise of, like, this is guy. And they weren't around all the time or anything. It was just maybe once or twice. And for me, it is a thing, especially raising a boy, like anytime I meet somebody, I like I've never met anybody that I'm like, okay, this is a person that I would want to factor into my life in a real way. And I would see because ultimately it's like, do I see this person as a role model to my son? No. Yeah, and, and that was sort of where it became, is, like, he was also her boss. Um, oh, and, oh and so, this is getting um, But, yeah, his son, he had a son that was in between me and my brother's age. So, like, that was really the only one she really let us around. Because, like, I remember my mom was a bit of a cougar. Um, so she would my date mom is very, as well. very younger yeah. guys. And she's like... But I would break up with them if they started looking at your stuff and being like, oh, yeah, I like the same things. Then I would realize it was creepy. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well. Yeah, that's a good scale. Yeah, of, she's yeah. Like, yeah. And they're like, he's like, oh, these are cool CDs. Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, she goes, they, would, they were the ones asking, though. It was like, you know, the younger guys. Yeah. No. Not for me. Oh. I don't really? Know. Yeah. I would expect that. Because like, uh-uh. you got this hot mom thing going on. And <laughs> most, I mean, my little brother dates older women. She's like, is this my fault? And I said, probably. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm an only child. And yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think previously I always dated guys that I mm. felt like, uh, maybe I did always want to be a mom. Because I always dated like guys that were looking for a mother figure you know what i mean See, like, yeah and now i'm like oh no thank you i know it's funny because like i uh, realized this i think because of my relationship with my brother where i was kind of his mom a lot of the time so i'm very codependent but that's what i've learned it's like no because i didn't have a dad i want to date daddies but i do want to be a mommy but mm. i'm like no, not your mommy. You yeah. be my daddy. I, yeah. This is getting weird. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I even have a joke in my stand-up that's about I wasn't attracted to boy bands except for like Kevin from the Backstreet Boys because he was the only one that looked old. Uh-huh. I mean, I had posters of David Duchovny and Edward Norton on your wall. So did you have the daddy issue thing? or? No? I still yeah. have it. Yeah. I and I kind of have granddaddy issues. Like I, the guys that are on my like uh, DILF list, I don't even... They're Ooh, not Bruce even dads. Campbell. That's but, my granddaddy thing. But uh, is Anthony Hopkins. Hot. Um, uh, let's, 
Let me think. I mean, Jeff Goldblum is. Oh, Jeff Goldblum's super sexy. Danny you DeVito. Do jazz, like I, I uh, have. So yeah. Fun. Yeah. Danny yeah. DeVito is at the top <laughs> of my list. Tom Jones. Oh yeah. Um, Chris Christopherson for me as well. Oh, my interesting. Fetish. Oh. Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Benjamin Bratt. There's. Yeah, I'm into the older yeah. guys for sure, and I think that is it. Yeah. It's kind of like, and also maybe it's because in every aspect of my life I'm in charge, and I have to be in charge, and I have to be the one to make choices, and I have to be the one who is always responsible, and I always have to be the one that's everything. You yeah, know? same. Whether it's mm. like as a single parent or a single woman or a you know a businesswoman, in every aspect I'm my own boss, and so it's like there's nobody that's ever like. Let me handle this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. So attractive to me. Yeah, like I just for some reason I guess I was the, just this lonely. I was like, oh, True Bloods on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, oh, oh man, I, Eric is still number one, but like the the controlling aspect of Bill is so sexy. Yeah, that Sookie is mine. <laughs> like, uh, no, don't wear this. I'm like, I'm it's sorry, so I am into it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Like it is, it is such a fantasy. Yeah. You know? And it's it's funny because I um dating as a single parent is such this weird kind of like yeah. place. On one hand, there there is still this stigma, although I feel like it is shifting and changing, but that like if you're a mother, you can't also be sexy. It's like one or the other, but it's like and people think that because you're a mom, like, you stop having sex. You know, you stop being sexual. But it's like, how do you think I got that kid in the first place? Like, I like to fuck. Yeah. That's that's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, how do you think babies are... Yeah! Born? Like, my little brother, like, his last Tinder date, he's like, yeah, she was pregnant, but the dad's not in the picture. And my mom's like, what's wrong with you? He goes, well, I'm not going to get her pregnant. She's already pregnant. Yeah. I thought it was a good idea. So, like, he clearly is into moms. I'm like, maybe uh, if he yeah. lived here... Like, he's 28, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Um, and being a burlesque yeah. performer, that's always a thing, too, you know? It's like showing up at the school, yeah. the PTA, and I'm kind of like... Baby what? tassels. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm like, sorry, that was in my head. They you wanted like. to have every, every parent come and, like, teach something at school or have, like, you know, bring yeah. a parent. And I was like, yeah, I can teach them how to twirl tassels. Is that a... But, um... Yeah, it's just so different. I think you don't have the luxury of time, and in dating and courtship, it's difficult. You just have to know right off the bat, like after one date, because each date costs me a hundred dollars in babysitting at least. So if I'm out the door, it's because I I want to do it. I want to meet this person. But then after that, it's yeah, is this person worth any more of my time? Do I can I see them being involved in my life in any real way and yeah, it's it's a tricky thing. That's why I've mm. been single for eight years. Really. Seriously. Well, I'm like, wow, he's eight and you're paying like $100 for a babysitter? What a good mom. My mom would have just set us in front of the TV and been like, all right, y'all good. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I do not trust my kid. You see? These are the yeah. things. It's like anytime something happens at school and they're like, oh, you know, yeah. there's some... I don't know, disaster. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna get a call. Like it it was my kid for sure. And yeah. anytime I hear somebody crying at the playground, I'm like, oh, what did he do now? Oh yeah. My mom didn't really trust me and my brother. We were just dirt poor. Like yeah. she made thirty thousand dollars a year and we lived in like a one bedroom apartment. So it was just a necessity if my grandparents wouldn't like, 
Because, yeah, they also were like, they just fucked shit up. And, like, yeah, we were pretty bad, but she was just like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Let them kill each other. She once got five phone calls in one day about my little brother. He was pretty proud. Wow. Yeah. How far apart are you and your brother age-wise? Uh, two years. Two yeah. years. Okay. So that's pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't think I'll ever do it again. Yeah. And anytime <laughs> like, no. I say that, yeah, no. And for a lot of yeah. reasons, I think, you know... There's one thing to say, and that's like, of course, my son is the best thing that's happened to me. It's changed me. I think even on a career level, it has pushed me to pursue and to be so much more vigilant in, you know, in my pursuit of what makes me happy and to really reevaluate my life and and change priorities and all those things. And I feel like the quality of my life overall and who I am as a person has grown immensely. And I don't think that would have happened you know, it's kind of like I was thrown in the water and I'm like, oh, I got it out. But it's sort of like jumping in a cold pool to wake you up in the morning. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not saying like have a kid and you'll figure it all out because that's also the opposite. But I always hear this thing where people tell me like, oh, well, if you meet a man and you want to get married, like you're going to have to have one of his kids. And I'm like, why? Not everybody wants kids. Like, and too, I feel like it's important to acknowledge that. It's like, you know, and yeah, yeah, like, you know, and not everybody wants a kid, much less two. I mean, I want two kids. Like my mom, my my mom had a boy and a girl. My grandma had a boy and a girl. And that's what I want. Yeah. You know, that's not everybody's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. No, but this yeah. idea kind of is like, if you want somebody to accept your kid that you yeah. have to have, you know, like that's the They're, trade-off. Yeah. But, and I also think it's an archaic way of thinking that as women are only, you know, we have to become mothers in order to have some sort of value or to like fulfill our our time here as a woman on earth is like that motherhood is, in, I don't know, in some way like, you know, a... Uh, our duty, you know, when it's not. And I think like my best friend, for instance, doesn't want kids. She's extremely successful, doesn't want kids. And that's the thing every time on her, when she's dating, it's like right off the bat, she has to know, like, do you want kids? Because if you do, like, it's not, it it will never happen. Like, I just, yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, and two, just like on How I Met Your Mother, if you don't want kids, you can still get Ted in the end when his wife dies and he already had the kids. Yeah. True. And that's, and that's the thing is like, I think people either see all or nothing. Cause I have friends who like judge me for wanting kids and I'm like, are you serious? It was like, uh, I'm hey, kind of more successful than you guys too. But cause there is a small group, I think, of men and women. It's like, you don't want kids. You don't really want to have a kick-ass career to be your baby. So what is your legacy? But mm. And as I say, it goes either way. It's like, yeah. you know, some of us, you know, we want kids. We want a career, whatever. But then there's other people that they're like, no, nah, my business is my baby. And I'm going to devote everything to totally. that. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. Because, too, you're going to be the best fucking at that business because of that. Yeah. yeah. I think I did it backwards. Like, yeah. in hindsight, it's not that I would, like, not have my kid. Yeah. But I I think I did it backwards. I sh- definitely should have found a person who I was confident. Like, I, I yeah. would have liked to have been more... Um, rooted and have a better foundation and like yes had a career that I was you know invested in at the time and successful at and in a place to provide for a child I think that I 
I, in doing so, I would have attracted a better partner who would have, you know, who I would foresee as being a great parent because it is, I mean, you're making a responsible choice and all of those things because you're putting out a person into the world that you're responsible for. And so in hindsight, yes, I would have, you know, but life doesn't always work that way. And so it's kind of like, do the best you can with what you got. That's true. Yeah. Um, there was something I was going to say. Oh, when you were talking about, um, wanting kids versus not wanting kids. And there's so often that I see this, these comments and posts, like a discussion about that women are judged for not wanting kids. And like, we need to stop that, which is true. We do. But if people think that once you become a mother, you're also not like crucified it's totally yeah. oh, no. I will tell you right now and it's people like people will judge everything you do that's yeah. called like that's really one of the keys in being a mom because I grew up in the bible belt in Tyler Texas and my mom raising us on her own was very much judged and it's like it could be worse we could have our dad in our life that yeah. dude's a fucking wackadoodle like and basically retarded and yes I'm using the r word but if you met my dad you would too mm-hmm. well yeah I mean and it's interesting I think that we we do again going yeah. back to the the difference between men and women in this sort of dyna- a family dynamic yeah. and it's not um i'm not saying that this is the way all men yeah. or all women or anything but so often like for yeah. us you know the term daddy issues becomes yeah. a joke on a woman like oh if she's on a pole she must have daddy issues if she's all of these things are and all of this behavior that people perceive as a negative yeah. is always attributed to daddy issues. Yet we become the joke when, like, I own who my are daddy these issues? I'm but like, no, yeah, but like, who, who are these awful yeah. men that are traumatizing generations of women after women? You know, but the, it's yeah. just not seen that way. And I guess my point was yeah. more to like being a single woman caring for, you know, raising kids. Yeah, it is. It's different. And my family I have Mexican background is Catholic. And yeah. So it's like a very, you know, frowned upon thing to be a single mother. Oh, yeah. Even though, yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, even though in Catholicism, it's cool to molest kids. Yeah. <laughs> like that was like, being a single mom. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I know. I mean, like, cause more community, like, um, our grandparents were more in the non-denominational church, but my dad, like, was a strip club DJ. Um, so yeah, we were already judged for being super pagan, single woman raising that dude's two kids. Like, yeah. You know? But yeah, it was so funny. That's why we had to go to Jewish school for a while. Like, <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I was raised pretty, my mom grew up yeah. extremely strict and, like, yeah. not allowed, very, uh, limited, and yeah. it was a really, uh, repressed like oppressed childhood that I think gave her long lasting trauma that even as an almost 70 year old woman she's still working through and so for me she kind of went the complete opposite I had a very liberal hippie free um you know I grew up in art galleries and at punk shows and all kinds of like I was going to Ozfest when we were like 10 yeah like one of uh, my brother will lie and say it wasn't Spice Girls, but we did see Spice Girls first, uh-huh. and then it was Black Sabbath reunion uh, tour. Yeah. But, yeah, we yeah. did see Spice Girls first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think with my side, I, I sort of, you know, it's like the best you can do is to always try to do better, and I, yeah. I try to be super conscious of not caring, um, like, the pain patterns. Like, I see you, you kind of, it's always a thing of, like, well... 
are my parents did my best. Like, well, that was abusive. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. I'm like, I'm sorry that that was their best, but, and you have to stop at a certain point. You have to stop and take accountability for yourself. Like I cannot continue to blame my mother for whatever issues I have. And even though my dad was completely non, um, existent and not involved like I can't continue to blame him for you know my constantly seeking validation from men (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's those things you have to take responsibility and that is a thing you constantly think about it's in your face when you have a kid is like okay you know I don't want to pass on these issues and already you know I my kid I'm even aware body positivity is so important. Like I'm aware, like I never say that I'm fat in front of my kid, even though I feel that way or if I'm not happy with my body or whatever. And also not giving like a negative connotation between things. It's like, you know, to always speak highly of yourself and to, um, and that's important even when you don't feel it. It's like, yeah. Yeah, because as I say, your kids are a reflection of you. So like, you know, good or bad. I mean, and as I say, my mom made a lot of, you know, right moves, obviously. But one of her, or, you know, her, I guess I'll just say one of her worst qualities is she's always just super negative And like, oh, I wish I get hit by a bus today. I mean, and now as a comedian, that's my material. It's right. funny. And yeah. then she thinks it's funny that I use that. And it's true. But it is one of those things that it's like, this is why kids in school called me Daria. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got that from you. Like, and, and it's so funny to because it is one of those things. And that's why, as like, and I think that's part of the reason I want kids because I'm just like, oh, I want to see my worst qualities in a little thing. Really? So <laughs> yeah, you, really no. you really want kids? No, no. Like, I, I'm that weirdo. Like, yeah. no. Uh, and too, I guess because I always took care of my brother. Like I'm See, like I'm going to defend my reaction as a parent. Yeah. I'm like, why would You're anybody like, want to do kids? that? I know. <laughs> Just kidding. No. But um, and two, it's probably a high level of narcissist. You know, I'm only slightly narcissistic, but that's the thing. Is a lot of times wanting a kid is being like, I'm fucking cool. I want another me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever thought of it like that, but it, it definitely is that. Yeah. My kid is very much like. He's a wild child, yeah. for sure. He has that streak in him. But I did, too. And there's a lot of times when I want to reprimand him for something. And he's, like, looking me in the face, you know, saying something or doing something. And I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I would do. You know? It is. It's tough. It's a tough slap on the face, like, constantly. But in the end... Hopefully he turns out to do something great, you know, hopefully he's given the tools to like, I don't know, make the world a better place. And it is something that's sort of interesting happening with his generation. It's there. I do have hope for them. You know, they are they're going to progressive schools. They're being raised by millennials. I'm not, I don't know if I'm millennial, but, um, yeah, I don't know where the ages like drop. I, I know I'm that right I'm, out I'm like it. in I'm, the middle and I'm like, God damn it. So I'm, I'm stuck with old. this fucking generation. Yeah. I'm a little too yeah. old, I think, but, and I wouldn't consider being raised by millennials a good thing, but right. Like, what, right. Like, but I mean, um, the high level of narcissism that my generation <laughs> has, it's like, if I'm just slightly, that's how bad everybody else is. Yeah. And I've taken the Dr. Drew test, so I know where I'm at. I'm oh, a mad there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. I mean, with the accessibility to social media and technology yeah. and all of these things, it is it is wild to, to see how will this affect these future generations having the role. I remember, like, I remember I was maybe in the 
fourth, fifth grade when these, no, it must have been like the fifth grade, fifth, fifth grade. Um, it was our science projects and there was these two girls in my class that was living in Canada at the time who did a project on the internet. It was like, it was just this new thing and their whole science project was like they were going to send an email to somebody in Alaska or somebody in California and it was like, whoa, this whoa. is so crazy. You know, and now my kid is like on like on my Instagram and, you know, has like chat messages and everybody, he's eight and everybody in his class has like a phone or one of those eye watches. I'm still like, no, there's no. no. Like, absolutely. He doesn't even play video games, too, which is like, now I feel sad because everybody yeah. else in his, he's going to be that weird kid. That Well, you know. yeah, like, I am a huge, like, I think that people misuse video games for sure, but I will say, me and my brother had a lot of good time together and with our friend, and that's, yeah. and too, and that's why it's like, but the online gameplay, I do understand, like, because... Just, and I just, and this is my advice, it's probably bad parenting advice, as I say, I don't have good kid. I don't have kids yet, but there was a movie our dad showed us, because he would show us anything, and it was called Strangeland with Dee Snyder. Uh-huh. So, this is a movie I recommend showing your children, because um, Dee Snyder's character would uh, solicit people online and uh, torture them and do horrible things. So, like, you show this to your kids so they don't talk to strangers. That's a very good and point. that was the thing is we didn't talk to strangers online. We had all this access back in the day when it was, like, web TV and weird crap like that. But we knew... Not don't talk to strangers Dee because Snyder Dee Snyder's gonna, gonna torture, torture you. you. Yeah, that's yeah. a so solid like, lesson. Yeah. Solid parenting advice. It's like yeah. you give them access, but just let them know. You don't talk to strangers, they'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is such a different time. I mean, I, I did grow up being from LA, I definitely grew up like always looking over my shoulder and not trusting anybody and like stranger danger, all of those things for no. sure. But I think yeah, it's I can't even imagine now as a kid. Although I will say it's it's weird. Like, my kid has so many of his own opinions. Like, with God, he is not, he's, yeah. like, anti. He's not, he doesn't believe in, in like, religion or in God. He has, like, his own thing. And I don't know where he got that from. Huh. He's just, like, yeah. very, yeah. He's very independent. Like, yeah, he we were allowed. Yeah. His, his, our yeah. neighbor, like, the whole G concept of Jesus to, to him doesn't make sense. And I think <laughs> it's amazing that he's eight and feels that way in our neighbor, who's like one of his best friends, is um, very religious. She goes to a private Catholic school, and I one day she was wearing jeans, and he's like, he's like, oh, you're wearing jeans to school because she always has a uniform. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, it's jeans for Jesus Day at my school. <laughs> jeans for Jesus. And he and he was like, what? Well, isn't Jesus dead? Like, why would Jesus want you to wear jeans for him? No. And she was like. I don't know. That's just, they just call it that at my school. They say jeans for Jesus. And he was like, oh. Uh, but I yeah. thought that was such a good, you're right. Yeah. Dude, you're well, right. Like, he is dead. He, why would he care? But, and that's a good way of, like, questioning and, too, coming up with his own ideas. Because yeah. that's what we would get in trouble for. Is like, because in our house, we were allowed, if we wanted to go to church with our grandparents, we could. But if we didn't want to, we didn't have to. I yeah. mean, and, and, like, as I say, we were raised more just, like, you know, a little bit of Christianity because of them. And then our dad is like super pagan. But yeah, I mean, and a lot of the other kids weren't allowed to hang out with us, but whatever. I got into witchcraft and I was in like fourth grade. Yeah. That's why I laugh at my that. friends yeah. into it now. And I'm like, guys, I was like 10 <laughs> when I was into this shit, like way cooler. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I think that it's, 
you know, I like to just <clears throat> hope that I'm providing like a sort of safe environment yeah. for him to explore different things. And ultimately, like, truth be told, I just want him to be a kind person, a good person, a like, you know, I want the kid to the like, things have that actually matter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like have compassion for his fellow man and animals and the planet. I want him to like think for himself and all of those things. But I don't, I think that as parents, yes, you do have to provide these basics, but there is this form of like narcissism is that it's not my job to pass down my beliefs necessarily. Like it is, it is, for them to figure out on their own. And I think when you allow them the freedom to do so, you know, in my case too, my mom was very, like I said, um, liberal. I never got grounded, even though I definitely got in trouble, but it was in a way that I could always talk to my mom. Like everybody, I think we were like 11 and we all got caught smoking weed at school. And everybody else, earlier than me. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I lived in a community where it was oh, very yeah. prevalent. Um, but everybody else was, like, locked on lockdown for two weeks, you know. And my mom was like, listen, I get it. Like, I understand why you're curious about this, but, like, let's talk about it. Like, you're too young to be, you know. And it was, I think when you're open in that way, not necessarily. And there was repercussions. I'm not going to say that I was just, like, scotty. Yeah. And there was no, there was, I did have to pay back the community. I had to, like, do community service. I had to do things that made me think about it, but also when you too often shut down and like, no, this is forbidden, mm. then you're not really providing a discussion and discussions are important. And regardless of whether I agree with something or not, you know, it, there has to be a space for that with your kids. And that's something that I think is more common now than it was before. And I feel really lucky that I came from that background. And ultimately I will say I did get myself into a very bad what would I call it? <laughs> yeah. Phase? Yeah. You know? Oh, like, yeah, we all do. Like, I was, yeah. I was an overachiever yeah. and the A student and gifted program and stuff, but I did get to a point in my life where I was like, oh, I've never done anything. Like, I've never lit, you know? And so I did, I really went for it, and it tore my family apart. Like, my, I mean, it devastated my mom, but I think the difference is I came out of it, <laughs> and I was able to do that because... I did have the wherewithal and sort of like, I think that you're going to go on your own journey no matter what. You're going to explore things. You're going to, but if you have sort of a very good foundation and a good relationship where people aren't going to shut you down because you're living your life and making mistakes, then, you know, it's yeah. like that, that's like the best you can hope for really is. Yeah. It's like that. And, and yeah, I grew up very similar, but even my mom was even more liberal than that. Cause the same thing is, uh, when we went to private school, I was the number one kid in the class. Even though we were the poorest family, I was number one because private schools and charter schools and things like that have good teachers. And um, they, even though everybody thinks it's full of rich kids who get what they want, that is not the case. In my hometown, at least, the once we got to public school, it was like, you're the dirty little girl. Even though you're smart, we're my teachers would physically bullied me about stuff and be mean to me and so my grades started to slip when we went to public school I went through severe depression as a teenager and was put on uh my brother and I both were put on psychiatric medications when we were put into public schools wow. which is which is why I want to get people I'm like guys I have a much different perspective on a lot of teachers 
Uh, but and two, but I will say I'm never going to defend them. But a lot of that led me to where I am now, so it did turn out okay. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. I had several friends kill themselves too from this same thing. That if if you didn't fit in this thing, but that was why our mom saw that, and when she realized the psychiatric medications weren't working, and I started to, I was like, hey, mom, I smoked pot and I liked it, and I thought it helped more than this, and she's like, okay. You can do it in the house so you don't get arrested. And yeah. luckily, our cousin was a pot dealer. And so we well, we were only really supposed to buy it from him because he would protect us. And he wouldn't give us something lace. But yeah, and she, and she was like, yeah, you and your brother work so much better on marijuana than you did on these psychiatric medications. So that was sort of the thing is as long as we did it in the safety and mm-hmm. only with our cousin. But when... A lot of propaganda is like weed is bad and weed is a drug and everything. It does make you curious. So this is where the gateway thing I do agree with is true. But because you've been told all this bullshit about it. And so then we explored other drugs, which she wasn't crazy about. But same thing. As long as Austin gets it and brings it to you, it's fine. But yeah, and that was the thing. It's like there was points where we were doing cocaine on the table as teenagers. But you know what? We're, you know, 28 and 30 now, and, you know, we don't do that anymore. It was like a phase, and because we were allowed to try it in a safe space, we understand what it does, the consequences, because guess what? You don't have weed. Coming down off other drugs sucks so much ass. (laughs) So guess what? That's an important parenting lesson as well. (laughs) Exactly. It's like these things are not that fun after. And so, because you're given a safe space to do that, that's why as adults, neither one of us have a criminal record, unlike our other friends whose parents told them not to do that. I mean... Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, When you were talking about bullying, that is such a heartbreaking thing. My my kid has always been... more eccentric like he's and that's something I admire about him because he's so fearlessly like loves to express himself and whatever that means whether it's like the way he dresses or dyeing his hair or whatever he want you know and I think like it is it's so heartbreaking when like other kids and other adults too are like coming like my son has hair longer than mine and he loves to wear braids these two Mm. long braids and my brother looked like Jay from uh, Jay and Silent Bob with his pretty blonde hair yeah (laughs) yeah and it's kind of like again you know it's a discussion that we're always having in our house about like being free to be you and to be different and the importance of that and I kind of with him go back to anybody that he admires and I'm like look at this person you know and I'm yeah. like Freddie Mercury was a recent one but like a person oh, that yeah. was we loved Freddie yeah, yeah you know their their whole life but look at what an incredible thing came out of yeah. it and and because they were so they were themselves and unapologetically themselves and found their voice you know you really I think that's such a tough lesson too is just to be completely authentically yourself in a world of bullies and all that that's a really tough thing and it's I do start to see like the age ages are so interesting like the way that their um attitude changes and the different challenges they face because that is one that's happening now you know at eights like everybody wants to be like everybody else and if somebody does something that makes them different and making fun of each other just all of those 
Yeah. Well, and two, as I say, I may have had some issues with students, but most of my problems personally came more from teachers because students thought I was cool. Yeah. And and I think that was the thing both with me and my brother is that we could get a crowd. And I think that's why we were kind of performers and things like that. It's like, and that was more of the issue is like, oh, they're kind of taking the spotlight off of us because... You know, sadly, teachers, uh, you know, in public schools are often people who really have no business being with kids. I mean, if you can't handle a little problem child and if you want to drug them up, uh, yeah, then, then this isn't the career for you. I know it you get three months off. It definitely yeah. for me. I could, I could n- never imagine yeah. having to deal. Every time there's like a play, I just went to a birthday party this weekend and with people that I love, like the parents are all super cool, but it does, it gives me anxiety. I'm just like, oh, I got to be around parents and kids and do the whole yeah oh so we're parents yeah what's the, yeah, it's like they're talking about stuff it's yeah yeah, and it's one of those things that, like, because I know my mom, my mom didn't really have a lot of friends, or, like, we had, like, one family down the street from us where we played with the brothers, and then their parents were actually cool, but, like, for the most part, like, and that is the thing, it's, like, if you're not one of those uptight parents that just is, like, helicoptering and, like, not letting your kid do stuff, it's, like, you don't want to hang out with those other losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, oh, man, Yeah. kids and kids in general it's just like it is i don't know what i'm trying to say there but (laughs) feel free don't i i talk shit all the time on this podcast (laughs) well parents you don't have to use names oh no no No. i just mean yeah it's like um i i would never want to have any occupation teaching kids or having anything to do with kids because it's so it's so involved you know it's like there's so much that you have to be aware of and uh, most of my friends don't have kids and the ones that do we barely ever see each other maybe you know we keep in touch via text and I totally get that but um yeah I don't have a lot of parent friends it's it's difficult to do to maintain a life and have a kid. Like, how do yeah. people do it? I don't know. I don't know. People yeah. always ask me, like, oh, yeah, like you did. Oh, yeah. I see you have so much going on. And it's yeah. like, really? Because I'm, like, barely, barely <laughs> functioning right now. Like, I don't even know how I'm here most of the time. I think everybody is just figuring it out. And yeah. I don't think that there's ever a right time. Although, I, like I said, I wish I had been more prepared you know I, I think I, yeah. I, I in an ideal situation I would have had more of my ducks in a row and all of that to provide the best for my kid to have the best scenario for raising a kid but life is just so fucking crazy you never know what's you know around the next corner and you could be 100% prepared and then not be able to have a kid or you yeah. could be 100% prepared and you know so there's just so there's just so much you got to live your life and in a lot of ways I've always I'm not a saver yeah you know like I'm not a responsible parent in that way yes my kid you know goes to the dentist and is in school and has clean clothes and food and a roof and all of those but um like I don't have a savings account I don't have it's it's all these things and it's I only recently two years ago at the age of 34 decided to leave a very high profile career in um publicity doing PR for I was making the most money of my life but I was so miserable as a person and yes it felt amazing to be able to provide for my son and without thinking about it you want this sure you want to take that class you know like that was such that was important to me 
But at the same time, I feel like it, it was affecting my ability to be a good parent and a good example. And I was raised by a mom who worked, who was an artist, but never pursued it. And she always worked, you know, a nine to five that she hated, but in order to provide for me and in order to make sure. And I, while I have tremendous admiration for her and her sacrifices and everything she's done for me, I had to take a very real look at myself and be like, I either change, like I have to start now, you know what I mean? And I either make the choice to go after what I want or stay here. And so... It's tough. I mean, it's tough when yeah. you have somebody else depend. You know, I have a kid that depends on me and I can't afford to fail, really. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and like you say, at least you are fully aware of, yes, I did. You know, these were the ideal situations because so many people, they're like, I did the best. And I'm like, no, honestly, none of us do like the best every time. And it's great that you can look at it and see it's like. You know, it would have been so much better had you found, like, this great, great guy. But you know what? You're working the best you can. And at least we live in a time now where it's so much easier for a woman to be able to quit her job and do things. Yeah. Just because of the way, you know, and honestly, that's one of the beauties of the Internet is, like, you're able to do a lot of your, you know, stuff from home as far as art. Like, whether it be right. writing or anything like that. Because, say, my mom, too. My mom's not an artist, but, you know, that's more comes from our dad's side. But, yeah, she worked a crappy job she hated. But that keeping that crappy job she hated her whole life, like, you know, or at least our whole life. It kills you. Yeah. I, it does. That's it's... why, you know, she invests in us now because she's moved up in that company, like, you know, and can provide for us more. But, like, as soon as I make it, I'm buying my mom a house and she don't have to work ever again. Yeah. And, and that's why, hopefully, your kid, you know, like, you know, with your mom, it's like, you know... You, you want to give back, uh, you know, if you can. And, and that's one of the benefits of having kids is maybe your son will see all the sacrifices <laughs> you made. But also to show them, I think, no. you know, that it's, you can't give up no. on yourself. And that's kind of the relationship you have with yourself yeah. is the most important no matter what in your life, I think. Um, yeah, I always say I'm my favorite person. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's an unpopular yeah. opinion to say as a parent. Like, I think when you say... and. I, my best friend, one of my best friends since high school, her her parents, like her family was like family goals. You know, they lived in a beautiful house. Uh, they always have, both daughters have gone on to be tremendously successful. One's an actress, one's a publicist. She took my job. Oh, <laughs> no. now she's living a tremendous life. You know, they both got married to yeah. incredible people. They're, they're such a strong family unit. Her mom and dad are like the most adventurous in love, just fun people ever and I always looked at them and thought that is like the epitome of not only parents but yeah. a relationship and one of the things that they always did was like they would leave and yeah. go on vacation like we were in high school they would leave for a week and go to carnival and like do and like I learned from them is that you do have to especially if you're in a you know a partnership you have to put yourself first and again not to say that the basic yeah. needs of your child aren't met. Yes, that does is always first, but you have to keep those other parts of yourself. Yeah, through through whatever it is, whether it's your passion for what you, your career or your partner or travel or all of those things. And um, I think you have to keep your identity outside of being a mother and even the or a father. And you know, even though a mother is so much of who I am, and my child is involved, and in, you know, when he was a baby, I he's traveled all over the world with me but um 
you do have to maintain that. It's just like a relationship, yeah. you know? You have to keep your your friendships that are outside of it, and you share so much together. But there is that, yeah, you have to have that strong relationship with yourself. Yeah, and, you know, in order to love other people, you have to first love yourself first. Totally and that true. even means your kids yeah. and your spouse or, you know, whether you have one or not. Because as I say, you know, I know a lot of single dads, too. A friend of mine, his dad, raised him and his brother pretty well by himself. Um, kind of for the same reason. His mom was a stupid bitch. Um, but, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, but he was an army ranger. He was a full-time lawyer, but an army ranger, too, and all this. And yet he, you know, had all of his hobbies. But yet, and it's just like, I know that kid didn't think his dad was perfect, but his brother seemed to get it. But, yeah, and it was like, yeah, dude, your dad's kind of awesome. The fact that he goes and does this and is still, like, a single dad mm-hmm. is fucking cool. Like, <laughs> And it's like, your dad's great. Like, and, and that's the thing is like so many, you can do it. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. and you, you can take care of yourself. And that's the thing is like, you know, your dad comes home and takes care of you guys and then goes out and kicks ass. Like, you know, yeah, that's yeah. and that's too, it's cool. like, it should give you a sense of, you know, and certainly your son, it's like, should give him a sense of pride that his mom, like, you know, yeah. can do all this when most kids have two parents. Yeah. 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 No, you're like, yeah, you're like, I don't want to seem prideful, but yeah, and that's what I always like, because I had friends that it's like, they had two parents and their moms didn't really do anything and they'd have like the nanny do it. And I'm like, God, that must suck. And they're like, yeah. 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 That that is a, um, I mean, in one aspect of being able to afford that kind of help, you know what I mean? And that kind of attention for your kid is, is incredible, but on the other token, I feel like you miss yeah. out on, you know, so much. It's when you don't raise your kid with yeah. somebody else. Oh, yeah. I know. And you'd be, and as I've always told people, you'd be surprised who does and doesn't raise their kid. I I used to work at Equinox in Dallas, and I've talked about this experience a lot of sort of showing me the, the bright side of, you know, people and the downside. Like, Let's just say other wags, which is wives and girlfriends of hockey players. Let's just say uh, I was in that group. Uh, Or wives and girlfriends of just wags is like a sports term. Uh Let's just say a lot of them. I've never heard that. uh, I'm learning. Yeah. A lot of them had uh, nannies and didn't spend any time with their kids and were lazy as fuck. And then you had this one woman and her husband, both yoga teachers, both hippies in every sense of the word. Go to Burning Man. And that woman, I want to say, the best fucking mom that ever came through that place. Because she was like, I don't want, I don't have a nanny. I don't want someone else raising my kid. You know, I get a babysitter if Kurt and I want to go to Burning Man. But, like, nah. And I was just like, see, I wish other people could see the way that, you know, that it's not just about having the white fucking picket fence of being a good mom and having the, you know, the everything. It, no, it's, it's just- about... Yeah, the definition is yeah. so broad, yeah. and I think yeah, there is no. It doesn't yeah. look any one certain way, and of course, everybody is going to have an opinion on you know even what yeah. I'm saying oh, now yeah. and not agree with it. But yeah, it isn't. I don't think it means that you have to own a home or have a you know a perfect career yeah. or all of these things. And really, what you can give to anybody at the end of the day is love. And at this, there's like my kid just turned eight, and I. There are so many times, I mean, you hear it all the time, but how oh, it happens so fast, and it does. Yeah. And I, there was a point when he was really little that I was really struggling to um, 
like move up in my career and do things and I was always, you know, busy and I, but then I realized like how much I'm missing out on those moments and the moments that you have together are so sweet and, you know, and to cherish them, like they matter all the little, like if we have a few minutes play, play, we're into board games right now because we don't oh, have video fun, games. Yeah. So we're like super yeah. into board games and, um, and like reading or drawing and doing things. Or, and also we're doing, um, like science experiments every week. Like we just did the, we make a paper mache volcano. And oh, that's explode, cool. Yeah. And made crystals, like, um, Doing things together and creating those experiences mean more than, you know, living in a certain house or having a, the latest toy even. And that's something I, I'm really trying to work on is in this sort of age of consumerism and like, oh, you got to have this character and there's this Pokemon card. It's like anytime I spend the money on those things, they're gone in a second. You yeah. Know? And so it's more about the time. Your time is the most valuable thing you can give to anybody and especially a child and it's it's such a tremendous thing to like watch him grow up and I am so excited but also fucking terrified <laughs> of the upcoming year even though people yeah. always, I always see people like stop growing my little child I've never felt like that like no. I enjoy the process of growing and that he's getting more independent and doing things but um because then it's like a little buddy or at least my mom was like that yeah with us. Like, yeah you know? Um, yeah, and we do. I mean, we're we're super close, and who knows how long that will last for before he's a teenager and he hates me or. No, well, they do. I mean, I think everybody goes through that phase, but like, because as I say, my brother. I mean, he even had to go live with our dad for a while. It was pretty bad, like um, with his you know drug problems and stuff. But then it was like, I I will say honestly, having a single mom, people talk about like how great it is me and my brother call our mom every day and we have conference calls with each other i mean yeah. like as a family so like you're kind of more bonded and as we say the kids what we remember are the times that we did stuff with our mom they don't remember the times where she had to work all day right and, yeah. and that's one of the things is like you know because we were oh we always talk about when we were living in that one bedroom apartment that was the best time we ever had it was all we did was spend time with our mom yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm super close to my mom, too, and I yeah. think that, you know, I mean, we just, we did everything together, yeah. and it is, I mean, somebody was talking to me about, like, the unhealthy side of how these kids sort of become, like, the spousal support, you know, in a way, yeah, like, they say, kind of take yeah. those roles of, like, um, but, again, I mean, I, we're in therapy, too, which I think is really, it's a great way. And, like, his school is kind of this therapy base, the whole brain child, where you're learning to work through things. And I think that that's important, having those tools. That wasn't something that I had access to, you know, as a kid growing up. Had I? I might be a different person then. <laughs> a much better person than I am now. But I, I always joke about that, too. I'm like, yeah, if we had more therapy, I might have cured cancer. Yeah. Um because uh, I, what, it was funny. I was in like the this the gifted classes, and my brother was in, as he put it, the dumb classes. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, had we not had all those problems, I might have cured cancer, but we wouldn't be half as cool, right? And he's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what? Think of it that way. The bright side of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, there's so much that life has. I'm so grateful for all of the things that at the time seemed like they were just like the end, the bitter end. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> no. how? And now it's like, it's, I always 
have embarrassing things that happen to I'm that girl. Yeah. You know, I'm the one that my friends always kind of think is a train wreck and a, but in a not but in a disaster way. Yeah, mm-hmm. not in a disaster way, but like in a way where I'm like, oh my God, this you know happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's definitely shifted, like changed my perspective on life. I look at everything as um such a fun experience. And I feel like now more than ever, it's 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 like just embrace like who fucking cares at yeah. the end of the day, you know? And anybody is welcome to their opinion on me and my lifestyle, but at the end of the day, how does it affect you what I do? You know, it yeah. doesn't. I mean, if I'm a raging asshole, then then, that does sure. then I'm not you, contributing yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. to the greater good of the planet. But in general, if I'm just a hot mess or if I, you know, have it's fine. It's like just yeah, just embrace everything that kind of happens. And and I do think that you find you learn to find lessons in things, especially when you learn young, you know, that this didn't go the way I planned, but there's a reason for that. It actually turned out better than if it had, you know, everything had gone according to the schedule. I know. That's what I always tell people. I'm like, look, if I didn't have an ex-boyfriend, I wouldn't be here in L.A. So, like, sometimes that relationship that doesn't work out or whatever it is in yeah. your life... It leads you to something much better. I so, mean, all like, times I, I feel like it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that's why I do this podcast, and like you know, and that's why I was glad I was like everybody I know hates kids and doesn't <laughs> want kids. So I'm like, I need to do a bright side of having kids because I'm like, no, I love children. They're little, as I say, they're great. Yeah, you know, and I think that I, I, yeah. I know that I do offer the unpopular yeah. parent opinion. I hated being pregnant. Most women, like I well, always, I hear, don't get. Who loves being pregnant? No, it's That's very... It. You can't drink. You can't smoke pot. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know... Uh... No, but I think it, it is, looking back, now I'm able to appreciate, like, I have this friend who's a, a painter, and she kind of did the whole total opposite. She was like, you know, she had an at-home birth with a doula, and it was, like, incredible, and no drugs, and it was underwater, and, like... All no those drugs? Things. What the fuck is... I, I don't get that. Like, that's the thing I'll judge. You know, as I say, you know, whatever floats your boat, I, I'm into some pain stuff, too. Like I said, the true blood thing, the Fifty Shades, all fine with me. But no, drugs. Drugs. If there is an option for drugs, always say oh, drugs. Say yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. But, in the, you know, all in all, it's like... Uh, and yes, a lot of... I think it's incredible to look back and think, like wow what your body is capable of what your mind is capable of like I had really bad postpartum after my son was born that was really difficult to go through but in the end what a tremendous thing it is and kids are I mean they're great you know they snap back at you with these kinds of like incredible truths and and make you it it is a magical thing to to re-experience the world with the wonder of a child, you know, to kind of like look at everything through these rose colored glasses and everything is magical because it is, it's like, and we lose touch with that. And I think that kids sort of are that bridge. They reconnect us. They remind us that like life is precious and everything you do is worth it and, and is important and is, has meaning, you know, and, and that's the joy. And the simple things too in life, like things, something so simple that they can find either so profound or so amusing mm-hmm. is is really wonderful if you if you there there is a lot to be learned from from kids no doubt 
Yeah, and I think, too, now's a good time to be a woman. And like you say, we know each other from comedy. And, like, used to, you wouldn't see women joke about their kids. Like, yeah. when I was growing up, there wasn't a lot and of then you saw kids. my set. Yeah. You're like, whoa, this woman. No, and, kids. Yeah, well, and, and it's one of those things, though. It's like, though, I'm glad that we have women joking about this. Because, like, I know my mom was always kind of really funny and would talk about the things we did and just, so, like, the fucked up shit that kids say. It's like... Yeah, that's funny. Like, yeah. like, and the fucked up things kids do, kids do and say, is funny because, as you say, it's through the innocence of a child. It is. Yeah. Yesterday we had a photo shoot, and the photographer and her assistant there, there was like the woman yeah. who owned the studio or the front desk person, and we're in the room, and I had my son with me, and so the photographer's like, "Keep this close because I don't want that lady coming in here mm. like the whole time." Yeah. And so anyway, the lady comes in to ask for something, and my son's like, "That girl right there just said she doesn't want you coming in here." Like, <laughs> you know, just like throw you under the bus. It does. It keeps you. It keeps you honest. But with comedy, I mean, yeah. and that was the thing too. I started doing comedy. Um, Right after I had my kid. And then I kind of, like, took a break. I was pursuing other things. And then I was asked to do a Mother's Day show last year. And I just, like, had all of these things to talk about. And it is such an underrepresented, you know... I mean, there there's tons yeah. of moms out there. And there's all these people who are experiencing who can relate to it um, on a level of parenthood. Or, you know, it's a fate just like anything else. Like dating or work yeah. or any other aspect of your life and it is it is such a relief to be able to look at the things that you find frustrating or or challenging and be able to laugh about them and joke about them and spin the perspective and share that with other people I think is really important I will probably when he's old enough to you know understand what I'm saying I'll I'll probably have to change it up because I don't (laughs) want (laughs) to Adam Adam Carolla talks about his kids all the time and even has Sonny, his son, on the podcast and they're just like, God, do they... Because, I mean, even in one of his books he talks about, look, I've already dealt with the fact that I know my son's going to be gay. I just am hoping for him to be a top and I'm like, you know Sonny has probably heard this, but it's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that my son, too, is is kind of... um, you know, I mean, he's grown up backstage at burlesque shows yeah. and and in music and stuff. Yeah, so like we that. were always at the titty bar with our dad. Yeah, yeah, so he's he has a good sense of humor about things, you know, <laughs> and I don't think he takes it too personally. So it's good, which yeah. is good because yeah. yeah, like I mean, our parent, like our dad, was on the radio, and like what little we saw, you know, of him, like we would be talked about, and it was just something you get used to. And I think that's the thing because it's kind of always been there who get used to it, just yeah. like with Adam's kids, but. I do get, because I've had friends who get upset if they're parents, and I'm like, nah, I laugh. Like, my mom talks shit about me all the time. It's funny. Like, it's like, I mean, you're entitled to your yeah, own no. perspective and your own no. opinion about life. But there was just yeah. this, I don't know if you heard about it, there was this, like, mom blogger who the- posted this um, article recently because her daughter asked her to stop talking about her. Her daughter is now, like, 9 or 10. And, oh, and, wow. Or maybe she's a little bit older, but her and her friends read the blog can read the blog and understand like understand what she's saying and so she like told her mom I don't want you to write about me anymore (sighs) like this is humiliating it's embarrassing me in front of my friends and the mom said no yeah I'm gonna write about you because this is my life like a now it's become her livelihood yeah it's like established as a as a mom blogger but or mommy blogger but 
And it posed a really interesting question and somebody posted it in this discussion forum. And, you know, a lot of people were coming down on her saying that she's like a terrible parent and how selfish she is, that she should respect her child and that her, and I get that side of it for sure. You know? Yeah. It's like, like, I do see both sides, but some of it's like, you know, this is kind of her daughter. Like this should be a good lesson for her daughter to learn that it's like, look, People are going to talk about you. And, you know, here's the thing is being that this is your mom, you know, this is coming from a place of love. And two, this is how your mom buys you fucking Barbies. Like, that's what I would say. It's like, this is how I buy you fucking Barbies. So shut up. No, I think it is an interesting discussion to have because there are so many things that you face as a parent and challenges you face as a parent and you can feel really isolated and alone and it's difficult and I think for kids to see that is is troubling in a lot of ways for them like you don't want to feel that you're contributing to any pain or you know yeah you don't want your your kid to hurt but at the same time it's just like you know I'd have to see what was said and all that to really make a case but it is also like you know, we live in a world where people are going to talk about you. Yeah, um, and that so is it's true. kind of yeah. like the lesson you have to learn. Like, yeah, yeah. At least being coming from your mom, it can't be that bad, right? I don't know. Well, I also think that you can't yeah. take anything personal, yeah. and, that, and that everybody's experience is personal to them. Yeah, so the even way... if it's about you, it's not about you, right? Oh, yeah. And it's like know. you know, there's two sides to every yeah. every story, and that this is this person's experience, and that doesn't make yours not valid. It's just like this is how this person, you know, is feeling or perceiving yeah. their situation. Like, to be on the motherhood side of things, it's, you are facing X, Y, and Z. And, you know, but on the kids' side of it, it's tough, too, because yeah. they didn't fucking ask to be here. And they got to deal with your shit and all, you know. It's yeah. like they're doing the best they can, too. And so, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'll say. It's like, I'd have to see it to see, you know, where I really came down on the issue. But, like, I mean... I know most people think my mom was a horrible mom for telling us this, but straight up she said, look, you know, the world isn't going to revolve around you except mine. Like, tough shit. Nobody's going to care about your problems. And I know that's very unmillennial parent of my mother, but you know what? That's the reason I'm not a fuckhead thinking I could live on $500 a month at the grace of everybody else here. Mm. No, I work my ass off. To make sure, you know, uh, with a little bit of help for my mom, to make sure I take care of myself. Because I know I'm nobody else's problem. Yeah. And you have to be accountable for yourself, for sure. And that's, that's the thing that I'm most millennials, I think, fail at. Because, you know, I mean, I feel like a lot of them, they're like, wait, people, you know, the world doesn't revolve around me. And you think that sounds insane, but I've literally looked in the face of some of these individuals and they think it's weird that you don't want to give them a break on the rent. Like just because they're so special, and yeah. I'm like, so these are this was what was wrong with the other kids in school. And we're like, oh, <laughs> this is what they, they turned out yeah, like that. Um, I'm like, no, yeah. oh, like that they're like confused as to why people don't just hand them shit. Um, but yeah, I'm like, you know, it may have been harsh, but that's why we're functional adults. <laughs> yeah, I do think that there's yeah. an element of. Of you have to be realistic yeah. about things and tough. Like, why do they call it tough love? Because it's not tough. It's just like, that's that's it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, to be accountable for your... And again, I mean, it all comes down to you. And you can yeah. really be like a guide through parenting, you know? I don't think... And I think it's like unfair to to force your beliefs and say, well, no, it's this way and it's not that way. Yeah. But um, you can only be there to guide because ultimately that person's either going to rebel against you or 
or, or that's again you're projecting yeah. yourself because they're yeah. living their life the way they choose but yeah to be accountable is super important to have integrity is super important like those are things yeah. that I, those are things head, yeah. that you know hopefully you know and as i say like i see sometimes with my peers it's like your parents didn't teach you that and people thought my mom did a bad job no <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, as we start to wrap up here, is there anything else you want to say on the bright side of parenting? Oh, this is the bright side of parenting. You're like, oh, wait, I totally did this wrong for, like, the last hour. No. As I say, it's more of, like, a devil's advocate sort of thing. And I think it's, I think the bright side of parenting is that it's such a wonderful experience. I think that it's the amount that you learn about yourself and yeah, that's narcissistic, but it it does become such a lesson in, you know, love and how much you're capable of, of love all around you. And I think that that bleeds through to every aspect of your life. You know, you learn to appreciate things more. And I think that it, it does. And it, in all the ways that it drains you, (laughs) it, it also just fills you with tremendous joy and, so many gifts in ways that you know are like you can't even explain it it's it's really incredible and like i was saying earlier i think that kids give us this they open our eyes it's like a whole new perspective on life and when it makes you really reevaluate everything that's important to you and your priorities and how you see the world and how you choose it's kind of like getting up to start over in a lot of ways because you're you're growing up again with this person that you brought into the world. And what, if given the opportunity to do things differently, would you, you know? And what is important to you and what values do you want to impart on the world? And like, and so, yeah, it's it's a wild ride. It's an adventure. But kids are incredible for as much as they drive me nuts, uh, as much as my kid drives me nuts, <laughs> I think that the positives far outweigh the good and they're they're such a a tremendous gift to the world you know to see it through a kid's eyes is is just it's truly a gift for sure yeah and and that's to me the best way of looking at it like you said it's sort of like you know you get a chance to you know as you say it might be a little narcissistic but at the same time sort of right those wrongs or do things differently or and that's why i'm like sometimes when i see people i'm like it is your choice not to have kids or not, but some of you, I think, would benefit just because I feel like you be good at this, like, and, <laughs> and you want to make changes, but again, to each his own. Not everybody wants to. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Why don't you just be the best aunt or uncle or whatever it is you want to be, you know, because, or big brother, big sister, like, in programs like that, because I do think that whether you want your own kids or not, I think that imparting wisdom on our youth is certainly should be more fulfilling for us. And, you know, and it doesn't have to be your own kid. It can just be, as I say, you know, volunteer. Yeah. You know, because it, I, stuff like that has brought me joy. I mean, my brother and I, uh, we, our half brother does have two kids and we are thankful that we are their aunt and uncle and we can raise them a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is. It's, um, it's very special yeah. thing for sure. Exactly. So, do you have any upcoming projects you'd like to uh, plug? Oh, oh. Yeah, no, uh, the fun part. <laughs> Me. <laughs> uh, wait, when does this come out? Uh, this should be out, uh, let's see, it's either next, yeah, it'll be next week, yeah. 
So I have a show in downtown LA at Exchange LA. It's called oh. Tease If You Please. It's a really fun burlesque show if you've never been. It's like the production value is amazing. There's performers from all over the world. It's a really fun date night or solo night. Um, March 6th, I, I host a show called Pretty Funny, and that's at three clubs in Hollywood on Santa Monica and Vine. And it's a bunch of female comics. We always give, we always have like one token spot for the guy, the guy, because we have to give guys a chance. You know? Yeah. You have to give them their opportunities and a burlesque show. So that's a really fun <laughs> yeah. one to do too. Um, yeah. And then I just, I mean, I'm always posting stuff on my Instagram. So yeah. Where can they follow you on social it's media? at mm-hmm. Natasha mm-hmm. underscore. I know. Yeah. Estrada. I had to do the underscore because somebody else already took my name. So Natasha underscore Estrada. I know. It's like, uh, that's the benefit of having a weird name that everyone made fun of growing up. I don't have to do that. Because yeah, I... since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only <laughs> one. Um, yeah, and I can get to do that. Like, I have a, a killer sign-off phrase. So. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, guys, see you next Tuesday. Have you ever wanted all your questions and cannabis answered? Have you ever wanted to hear, you get some weed, you get some weed, you get some weed? Well, that's what Dopra is here to do. Yes, that's right, Dopra, the Oprah of weed, coming soon.